What does it mean to be energetically grounded? Well, I'd love your feedback too, but to me, it means being connected to the earth, feeling very present in my body, stable in the here and now. The first time I heard it, Kathy, was in massage school. I had never heard the concept before, even though I had been meditating and, and doing some mindful exercises for quite some time. They said, well, ground yourself before you start working with other people. And as they explained it, it really is feeling that a connection in your body, a connection to the earth, a connection to the ground. And even though I'm on the third floor of a building, if I stand here and I bring my attention to my feet, feeling the weight of my feet, I can feel more grounded, more connected, more solid, less like a head floating in space and more like a full body standing present on the earth. What? Talk about what we're going to cover here on the grounding techniques. Yeah. These are basic grounding techniques that we either used ourselves or found in the literature that seemed to help when we tried them out. When you first start reconnecting with the body, sometimes we use that into triggers that can feel overwhelming. Yeah. And it really helps to have conscious techniques that can help us ground and regroup so that we can go on and address the issues. As you and I were talking, these are really meant as uh, an option for you to get stability. If you start feeling a little shaky, grounding can bring you back. And so these are techniques that you can use at any point during your day, at any point uh, when you're out there in the world and you might feel a little unsteady. And part of it is learning what works for you, what visualizations and what techniques. Yeah, so practicing when we're not really upset is a great way to do it. Yeah. I've used a lot of these when I just felt overwhelmed and it made it so that I could just function in a normal way and then get help with the issue later. Yeah. You want to start the bell? Great. Well, if you're calm enough, just keep tapping. You're obviously very connected to the feelings that are there, and your body is going to release it if you keep tapping. Right. But sometimes the feelings can feel too intense. And I think most people are really good about knowing when they shouldn't go there. If it's too much? Especially people that have been felt unsafe but have been functioning out there in the world. Uh, yeah. And you've learned techniques, whether you're consciously aware of them or not. It's a lot of people in the helping professions use this around strong emotional issues that if something's coming up, just imagine that you're taking all that junk, all those emotions, all the whatever you're feeling, and you put it in a box, and you close the box. You're not doing it forever. You're just saying, no. not right now. And I think that that's very honoring of the body. You're saying, okay, I got it. Not right now. And <laughs> if you just picture taking it and just putting it in the box, closing the lid, if it's something that you're very concerned about, maybe putting a padlock on it, <laughs> yes. Make it a steel trunk, right? <laughs> Lock it up with a key. But it's not about throwing away the key. You know, a lot of times what we have done, though, is throw away the key. I believe that our intelligence can pick the lock on those old things when the time is right, when you have the right tools, when you have the right support. And that's what we're here to introduce you to with EFT and with our coaching ideas around taking this vibrational approach, getting into the body, feeling the emotions honestly, addressing those with EFT, 
it allows you to, at the right time, the stuff that has been set aside will come up for transformation. Yes. And putting the issue aside temporarily can help you use some of the other grounding techniques that we're going to talk about. EFT itself is not necessarily grounding. Like I said, you know, a head walking into space. When we're tapping, we're tapping primarily on spots that are natural comfort points that are on the head, the collarbone, and under the arm, and, of course, the karate chop and the fingers that, that tap as well. But this is all upper body even above the heart. And so if EFT is not grounding you, try some of these other things. Yeah, if the tapping is not helping, reground yourself in your present-day surroundings. Open your eyes and look around. Pay attention to your body sensation and the temperature. How cold are you? What do you feel? Yeah, help your feet, clap the inside of your wrists and ankles. Now, that's a good one. Uh, Everybody do that right now. When I suggest that you do something, if you physically shouldn't be clapping for some reason, please don't. You're responsible for knowing the limitations. But if it's okay for you, go ahead and clap like you were applauding for someone that you're really happy with. The inside of your wrist on both sides and then switch sides. This helps draw your energy and your sensations to the body. And if you're, if you're, if you can, Clap the inside of your ankles, above the ankle bone, about a hand width above the ankle bone. I like this one a lot. When I'm feeling a little heady, I clap the inside of my ankles, just cross my leg and clap the inside of my ankles. And that really does, when I then put my feet on the ground, I take a breath and just feel the connection to the earth. It's brought some energy down out of the upper energy centers, down into the legs and feet. What else do we have? We can shift our focus to here and now. If you notice what's around you, what color is your couch? Can you feel the texture? How are you sitting on it? What side are you sitting on? Kind of spatially orient yourself. It can really help bring you to the present. Yeah, and you can use your intellectual mind. Well, how much did this chair cost? This is distracting, but that's the idea when you're trying to ground. If you need to get yourself back into the present moment, if you engage your mind with some kind of question, numerical as well, will also take you typically out of your emotional brain and into a different part of you, which is being asked to answer a question, a technical question from work, for example. It will help shift your emotional state and ground you. I really love to wash my face or hair really well with warm water. It brings me back pretty quickly. Yeah, and, and yesterday we did a, a seminar down in West Virginia. It was about a four-hour drive each way. And coming back out of it, we were both feeling ungrounded. Not only is driving, uh, driving and flying are not grounding kind of activities, and we both really need something warm to eat. Cold yeah. stuff was not going to do it. Now, it may be better than nothing, but something warm helps. You can feel the primitive brain resetting. When things were tough back in the ancient days, you know, we didn't have time to sit and warm something up, have a warm meal. and. Something warm to eat or something warm and soothing to drink can be very grounding. 
I think it tells the primitive brain that it's safe. There are no saber-toothed tigers about to happen. Yeah. And laughter, of course, also helps. Something funny on DVD or TV, a comic that you look at, uh, can help shift your biochemistry and help ground you. Yeah. I like giving my body choices about what might help it feel safer. Do I want to sit here or there? Do I want to turn the temperature to warmer or colder? Go for a walk or lie down? It engages my mind and it helps break the fridge response because I feel safe. I have a choice. Yeah, the idea when we get ungrounded is that a part of us feels a bit either frozen or disassociated. And by giving yourself a choice, even if it feels like a somewhat artificial choice, you're letting your body mind know that, hey, okay, we're here to make a choice. Let's do something different. Let's do something different within our comfort zone. Yeah. Um, you can also remind yourself you're currently in a safe place. A lot of times you're reacting to memories and unsafe places or unsafe events. If we can kind of look around and realize there's no danger here, hopefully there is none, that can help you too. The mantra, I'm okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even though I feel scared, I, I'm okay. It's okay. I'm okay. And again, if it's true. Um, yeah, that can be that can be grounding for you. I like your example, like where you said, imagine you're a tree and you send roots down into the earth, drawing stable energy into yourself. Whether you're sitting or standing right now, just imagine for a moment that your connection of your feet is like the base of the trunk of a tree, and you send your roots down deep into the earth. In fact, once you get that sense, you can even feel your energy go deeper, deeper into the yeah. crest of the earth, down to the core, the center of the earth. And as you breathe in, feel yourself drawing energy and strength from the earth itself. Uh, and I get a, an energetic sense. There's an energetic shift. Depending on how connected or disconnected you are in your body, you may or may not feel that very much. But usually, most people, even early on, can feel a little bit weightier, a little bit more pressure in their feet, a little bit more solid. Yeah, that's really good. It helps to acknowledge the feelings you have right now. If, you, if you're angry, say, I am very angry right now. It's okay. Once you stop fighting an emotion, it often dissipates more quickly. Yeah, I often encourage people to tap on this one, you know, eyebrow. I'm angry, side of the eye, and it's okay. Under the eye, I am angry, under the nose, and it's okay. Or, chin, I'm scared, collarbone, and it's okay. And that type of acknowledgement helps us feel more present and grounded. Yes, okay. Also, if you're with someone that you trust, a gentle, safe touch can help you ground. When you're with people that you like, touch them consciously and feel yourself ground. Both ground yourself, and if you've got someone you can play with, both of you ground at the same time while holding hands, and you can try holding hands softly or holding hands with some strength. You can uh, practice holding someone's shoulder. When I want to stabilize someone, I may hold their shoulders from the front. I may put my hand behind their heart. I may hold their ankles in a safe way that helps them feel a connection 
body to body, heart to heart, down at their feet. It's very useful for each of us to learn the things that are most grounding for us. But touch from people that are more grounded than you are in that moment can help you. Yeah. And you can just stay present with the emotions. Our bodies can live to stay in really intense emotions for a long time. So if you can just be present with it, you will usually shift. And that's useful for those of us that are around people that may be processing something. Yeah. Realize that you can tap for yourself. If somebody else is having a very emotional moment, most of the time, those emotions are going to start transforming pretty quickly, especially if you're remaining calm. When we're calmer than the person who's having difficulty, we're sending a signal out that all is well. It's okay. I'm here. I'm present. I'm not intensifying the energy. I am going to be here with you. And that sends a message to their primitive brain. Hey, it's, it's okay. I can process through that. But even if you're alone, for the most part, intense sadness, intense grief, intense sobbing, those have a certain natural pattern, and it's not forever. Yeah. Um, That's really very helpful to me if someone's in just a calmly present with me. It really helps. We can also follow your breath in and out. Just notice it. Uh, you might want to do the constricted breathing exercise that Rick has coached on at that forum. It's very helpful. And any animal lovers know how much petting an animal that is calm and relaxed can change your state. It can help you feel more connected. 